Glory. I really did. I, I did have the best parents you could ever have. Once you get over all of the pain and sorrow of Satan and his angels trying to turn us against each other, and it's like, man, you really are the best people I've ever seen. I've never seen freedom like my mom and dad. They didn't even register me with the state of Washington until I was two and a half years old, born on Friday Harbor. They didn't even know how much I weighed. They just made up a number. Wow, just off the grid, man. Glory. I was just talking about worship, how I had a little hydroplane when I was a kid. What kind of parent buys their child a hydroplane? Honestly, you gotta be in a lot of freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we're gonna get it all back, you guys. We're we're coming out of the Great Tribulation now. Satan has opposed us every step of the way. I mean, what he's done to my family, what he's done to our families, and the hell on earth we've endured. I mean, it's just, you know, I've said, honestly, I've been dishonest with you, that it's never ending. It will end. The pain and suffering will end. The Great Tribulation is the ending of our pain and suffering. Armageddon is the ending of our pain and suffering. It is. That's what it takes for the holy people to inherit the earth, for, their, for them to not have sadness and sorrow, for all their sadness and sorrow to flee away. It's a wonderful thing. You can say, I heart Armageddon. Amen. And not be sarcastic about it because that's the only way that the holy people actually get their inheritance, the nations, without the devils and the demons and the systems of Babylon the Great and the mixture and, you know, these sorcerers come in and, you know, they'll have 1,600 people in an auditorium at $30 a head and many of them watch Joel's Bar and, you know, they were raking $36,000 last night in Minneapolis and and I listen to segments of it and it's just soulish garbage. It's not even real prophetic. It's inner court nonsense and, you know, raking in $36,000 in one two-hour meeting, you know, which is fluff. And God told me, he's like, these people have a diet of the spirit of Babylon. If you, you see how many people eat holy place food, right? Like, a hundred people in the world even have an appetite for holy place. They can't eat it. They can't digest it. Solid meats for the mature. In the inner court where they're all infants in Christ and all the leaders of the inner court are all infants in Christ. I mean, and they're like millionaires. We're talking about infants in Christ that are multi-multi-millionaires that have multiple mansions. Heidi Baker has multiple mansions. You know, people in the charismatic church have multiple mansions. I mean, we're talking about people that have like $150,000 vehicles. And they're celebrated in itinerant ministry and it's like you don't expose your charismatic Pharisee heroes. No, you love them. You love... I watched 300 people give $175,000 in, in an offering this year. And it's like in its inner court. It's not even a holy place ministry. And the inner court still, to this moment, tramples the holy place underfoot. But guess what? There's a payday coming for the holy place. But I tell you the truth, it's Armageddon. You don't think you're going to get a payday without Armageddon. Not the price that you and I have paid. We don't get our inheritance until after Armageddon. It's true. 
Well, well, I'm talking about, yeah, people will come into sonship, maybe they'll repent of the horror of Babylon, and we'll see a little bit, but your full inheritance, which is the universe, you're not going to have until after Armageddon. That's clearly written in the book of Revelation. And that's not just my opinion, that's not just my theology, that's not just... No, that's the seven spirits of God talking to you from the throne of grace. You can take all your soulish human garbage to the lake of fire. It's time for apostolic ministry, like Peter, with Ananias and Sapphira, dying in church. You know? Why? Because they treated as common an apostle. Peter! Oh, he's just a man like us. We can get away with lying to him. And they laid at his feet $10,000 instead of $80,000. That's what happened. They sold a piece of property and laid $10,000 at his feet instead of $80,000 in the book of Acts. And the Holy Spirit killed them. What kind of Christianity was Peter walking in? And what kind of Christianity are we walking in? Let that just settle in for a second right there. In the book of Acts, that's what happened in the Bible. In the New Testament, New Covenant Christianity. Wow, man. What is wrong with us? Are we not Babylonian? Are we not watered down? You want an apostolic glory? A high priest, holy of holies Christianity? People are going to start dropping like flies. You know, we are continuously disrespected mocked. People are always just saying, Brandon's just a man. Well, the old man was just a man, but when you're born again, you're a divine living creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the old is past, the new has come. You are a human being, and now you're a living being. That's scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.17. So you're not talking with human beings when you're talking with temples of the Holy Spirit. You're talking to the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God, God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, filled with the Godhead and made full. Just because you're bewitched and don't believe in God and have no reverence for the Holy Holies doesn't mean your brothers and sisters don't. The sheep and the goats have grown up together, the wheat and the tares. Just because you're a soulish goat doesn't mean your neighbor is not a real sheep with heart sacrifice walking in some holy of holy sauce. And that next time you lie behind their back, you might just reap what you sow on a level you weren't expecting. Everyone's going to reap what they sow. Galatians says that. Be not deceived. What a man sows, he reaps. Galatians. Amen. Jesus said it. It's written all over the Bible. Sowing and reaping. Seed time and harvest. Genesis. Genesis to Galatians. Hallelujah. Well, if you sow lies into a person walking in holy of holies heart sacrifice with seven torches blazing through them, what's going to bounce off that person's armor of God back onto you? Whoa. That's what happened to Ananias and his fire. <clears throat> Same thing that happened to the sons of Aaron in Leviticus chapter 10. Is it okay to preach and teach from the Holy of Holies? I mean, that's kind of the standard of Christianity here. People think I'm extreme. No, this is standard, plumb line, Holy of Holies, throne of grace, inside the city gates, kingdom Christianity from the Bible. You know, really, read the Word. And I spent an hour and a half today in Colossians and in the Bible and went through Luke and all this stuff, just all day long. Audio Bible, reading it, I, because I love to eat. It's my daily bread. You know, 
been doing it for 20 years. Are you feasting? Learn how to feast on the Word. You get so much Word in you, it just springs up scriptures for everything. And you're never out of context because they come out of your spiritless springs and rivers. Hallelujah. What happens when you have springs and rivers coming out of one Christian, but just a soulish goat in a meat sack, still a little sinner with no confidence? I mean, you've got a sheep and a goat right next to each other. The wheat and the tares have grown up right next to each other. Now, a tear can become a wheat. And all you got to do is repent, which is give your soul to Christ in you and get all the bewitchment of Jezebel off you. So I'm not saying there's condemnation for tares. I'm not saying there's condemnation for goats. I'm not saying there's condemnation for foolish virgins. Yet. That, that day is coming where it's absolute. But during this time of awakening... There will be millions of frickin' Pharisee goat boy gremlins coming in to becoming real sheep. I mean, just millions of bewitched, soulish idiots that have been serving the fallen angels in ignorance that will start serving the living God in the Holy of Holies inside their own bellies. The New Covenant. Your body's the temple. And the demons only tempt you to not serve he who's in you, but to serve he who's in the world. Wow. So the temptation of the 200 million religious spirits of Revelation chapter 9 is to bewitch the mind to serve an external Jesus, which is no Jesus at all, but Satan, the religious devil. Remember Satan and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John using the Bible to tempt Jesus Christ? Oh, he uses the scripture from the dry place called in Revelation Egypt where our Lord was crucified. Don't you think Satan is the chief Pharisee? Yes. Satan is the chief Pharisee. Yes, Brandon, that's true. We know that's biblical. <laughs> Amen. And the thing is, if, if there's some Pharisee seed in you, you get offended. Why? Because you're in your soul, which is pride. That's Satan, goat boy, goat girl. And, you know, listen, God loves goat boys. God loves goat girls. I was once a calf boy, a golden calf boy, a lust boy, a rebellious boy. And I came back to my father and learned how to feast for 20 years. So I'd be a kingdom boy, and a glory boy, and a throne room boy, <laughs> and a throne of grace, and a son of God boy, a divine child that will lead them. So there'd be nothing in me except Jesus Christ and his seven torches. And my father is the only thing fathering, not just my soul, but through my soul down into my spirit, because he's not the father of souls, he's the father of spirits. Satan is what fathers your soul that steers your flesh into snake pits, really is what they are. If you don't water it down, the Bible calls it the snare of the fowler. Some religious fluff garbage of the temptations of Satan to Jesus in the wilderness, twisting scripture religiously so that it's a dry place, so it becomes works, so it becomes about you instead of about Christ in you. The temptations of the demons will always make you the important thing. But the Spirit of Truth glorifies Jesus and makes Jesus the important thing. So it's the two trees in the garden. Satan and Jesus. Jesus is in you, and Satan is in the world. You got a Jesus in the world, now you need to have a Jesus that's in you. You've been old covenant Christians, which is satanic, now it's time to be new covenant Christians, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I was telling some people yesterday, Old Covenant was satanic, and I, I saw a manifest, and it's like, oh, you, oh, that's right, you guys don't know anything. You know, they have no revelation. The Old Covenant, anyone that practices the Old Covenant is a warlock. 
It's called Mount Sinai. You know, practicing the law, coming under the condemnation, being a righteous by what you can do in your brain and your human ability. It tramples the blood underfoot. Remember the old covenant? Remember the... the <laughs> If you're in the old covenant working by the sweat of your brow, if you're in the old covenant working by the flesh, if you, if you obey the law, then you discredit the Spirit of grace, then you trample His blood underfoot. Because the whole point of the law was to condemn the fallen angels into the realm of the flesh, and then the whole point of the new covenant was to condemn the law into the lake of fire to live in grace. You can't have mixture between grace and law. You can't have mixture between, oh, I'm a carnal meat sack, you know, with my mind attached to the abilities of flesh and blood, sorcery. Oh, my mind needs to be controlled by the Spirit and be at peace with God. Romans chapter 8, it is written, righteousness. Righteousness and wickedness. Your mind attached to the flesh is wickedness, to your hand. And your mind attached to the hand of God, the seven spirits of God in your spirit, is righteousness. Righteousness is a gift. Breastplate of righteousness, twelve stones of the high priest, our gift of salvation, Jesus Christ, the apostle of glory. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the apostle of glory. What is apostle of glory? It's the teaching, the special messaging of the Father that gets your spirit back into right relationship with Him, bypassing your soul or renewing your mind, that makes it not about you. Like, no, the soul isn't profiting from that. I have no idea what I'm saying. And they'll be like, use the Google translation on your phone. You'll be surprised what it says. I haven't tried that yet, but I'm going <laughs> to. Tongues bypasses the soul because your soul is absolute garbage. Soulishness is Babylonian, worldliness. He was crucified at the place of the soul. Golgotha. The place of the soul. If you're still living in your soul, you're a devil. Don't water it down. And that's what a devil is. That's what an antichrist is. Having your Christianity in the soul realm and not the heart realm. Amen? The only people that oppose us are soulish goats. If you were a spiritual person, you would love strong meat for your spirit because it would energize you with more grace than you know what to do. You feel high and drunk all the time. You'd feel like you're flying over the seven mountains eating the inheritance of Jacob from the high places of the earth, of all high society. It's true. Grace will energize you once you get over yourself, which is law. The law has something to do with you, and you look good in front of others, and appearance, and knowledge, and they take the New Testament and they turn it into legalism. They take the New Testament and turn it into something for your soul instead of building up your spirit and the soul of Jesus called the seven spirits of God, crucifying your soul with Christ so you're not an infant in Christ, but a mature one. A mature one still has their life about them. It's called selfishness. I mean, an immature one is still has their life about them. It's selfishness. That's what it means to be a technon, an immature Christian. Now, a mature one has con constantly and consistently yielded to Christ in them and has sacrificed their soul to serve Christ in them and becomes the mind of Christ, which means I don't have consciousness of myself. My mind, will, and emotions are actually the seven spirits of God, which is the soul of Jesus, the mind of Christ. Now, every mature Christian has the seven spirits of God, and no one's a mature Christian unless they're blazing in seven torches, because that's the God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. I mean, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. The menorah has filled the temple. The menorah burns in the inner court of our heart. 
from the Holy of Holies. Before his throne, seven torches burning. Where is his throne? In your spirit. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And his throne is in you. Christ in you. The hope of your mind realizing the glory and valuing the spirit more highly than the flesh so you can get into divine ability and repent of human ability. Going from glory to glory. And it's a gradual, ever-increasing presence and the abilities of his presence from his throne and his torches burning through your hearts. And as it burns through your heart, your whole brain and your skull turns into a glory skull or a glory brain, which is a white stone with a new name on it. Chief cornerstone, that's the soul of Jesus, the stone. A stone the builders rejected. You know, the, you hear about the stones that builders received. And if Satan can't use your stone, your soul, in the building of Babylon the Great, he discards you and crushes you into powder under Mount Sinai. And that's what Jesus Christ rises in your heart and saves you from Satan in the world. I mean, like almost all of you have already experienced that. Once you give a full commitment to Jesus, Satan can't use you, so you're discarded, and all he wants to do is grind you into powder. But God uses Sinai to grind you into powder so that only grace remains. If you don't cling to grace in you, you'll die. You'll die of cancer, you'll die of sickness, you'll die of disease, which is all the power of Satan. Acts 10.13 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing everyone that was sick, which was under the power of the devil, Scripture says. So the power of the devil, according to the book of Acts, is sickness and disease. That's what the Bible says. Now, God doesn't use it. Satan uses it. But there's a real Satan, and there's a real millions of fallen angels. So, and they all work within Mount Sinai in the law of Moses. Sorcery, wickedness, okay? It's not righteousness. There's nothing righteous in the flesh, okay? We're not in the Old Covenant. This is only the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of righteousness, springs and rivers of righteousness so we don't trample His blood underfoot and get into some Old Covenant sorcery and become Christian warlocks, Christian witches, like it's about something my brain can do and... You know, we exalt the hand of flesh and we exalt the buildings made by human hands. Next thing you know, we're worshiping the golden image in our soul realm, thinking it's Jesus and His throne. I remember one time I was in a chapel downtown Minneapolis at my Bible college. My senior year, I'd already graduated and a Penny was going to school there at the time. And I remember looking up and I had been fasting and praying. I was on fire for God and I'd listened to a David Hogan sermon that morning. This was in 2006. And I remember the Holy Spirit said, wave your hand. And I waved my hand and 1,500 people started coughing and choking, 100% demon-possessed. 1,500 people, when the fire of God hit their souls, all started manifesting demons simultaneously. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. I just obeyed God. I'd already graduated. I was a full-time inner-city missionary, 2006. Waved my hand. Every single person was coughing and choking, dying on the fragrance of Christ. Isn't that interesting? And I looked up in an open vision, and I saw Jezebel, and every single person's soul there was connected to this witch. And the Lord's like, they're worshiping Jezebel, they're not worshiping me. That's what you worship when you're bewitched, and your God is outside you. God outside-mindedness is the bewitchment and the serving of the Queen of Heaven, Jezebel, which makes you members of the Whore of Babylon and not members of the body of Christ. Yeah. And the chains of Jezebel are going to come off you when you realize the glory in you. And the rivers and springs come out of your belly, your innermost being, and glorify your personality, which turns your soul into a white stone. 
Now a white stone is rejected by Babylonian building, and that's why you suffer in this world. Because you're not a part of Satan's world anymore. Now you're a part of the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, which he, which he is building right now using his apostles and prophets with living stones, glorified brains, white stones, with new names on it, which is, I'm not living for Brandon Barford written on my forehead. I have Jesus Christ and God the Father written on my forehead, sealed. It is written, book of Revelation. They will be sealed with the name of God on their forehead. That's what makes you a member of the church of the firstborn in heaven, a citizen of no ordinary city, heavenly Jerusalem with your name written in Lamb's Book of Life. I mean, this is holiness stuff, holy place teaching stuff. This needs to become the standard of teaching all, all worldwide in the kingdom of heaven because people are eating fluff. And, they're, and it's so sick. And I tell you the truth, unless the fire of God burnt out the Jezebelic fluff and the junk food of the mixture that you tolerate in the inner court, it would go on for decades. It would go on forever. They love the books. They love the show. But God was showing me during worship today all the signs and wonders that the charismatic church loves. It's Phariseeism. The power of the dunamis of God the Father rising in the sons of God isn't for a show of signs and wonders like the charismatic Pharisees have made it to be so they can make money off of, you know, look at all the magic I can do. No, 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 no. So, I mean, who cares what you can do? It's about Jesus. The power and the dunamis and the power of the Father through us is to actually dissolve the human governments of Babylon the Great. That's one thing they'll never do. They'll freak out and manifest devils on you when you say stuff like that. When you start confronting Herod, when you start confronting Caesar, when you start confronting actual wickedness and deep-rooted Freemason stuff and the, how the bellies of the earth and the bellies of cities and you start going into the root systems of the underworld and, and all the secret societies and actually changing civilization and actually doing Christian ministry and actually being a new covenant priest in the order of Melchizedek working in the invisible world with the invisible God and making a difference. They don't want that. They like the soulish junk crap added unto me. Let's have a magic show. I need some entertainment. Give me some signs and wonders and some foolish garbage. It's a bunch of magic. Magic arts are demonic, condemned as occult activity. Everyone that practices Christianity in their soul practices magic arts. True story. Book of Revelation says, everyone who practices magic arts is outside the city gates. We're talking about people being sealed out of the kingdom forever. Now you got a couple years to repent because no one's really demonstrated New Covenant Christianity yet. You haven't even seen New Covenant yet. No. A temple of the Holy Spirit manifesting the seven blazing torches with God the Father as their crown of life and a crown of glory. I mean, we're getting there, and this is the teaching and the preaching of the sons of God, and we'll take everyone with us, and we'll completely change the expression of Christianity in our generation. But you have to see, we haven't even really got there yet. Most people are absolutely sleeping in the dust of the earth, tolerating the fallen angels on their head with some Christian garbage band-aids on them, not even manifesting the Son of God from within them. So there's absolutely no judgment into the lake of fire during this time. There's only judgment in removing Jezebel from the heart and mind and removing the grave clothes of bewitchment from the Christians. Otherwise, not a single Christian nearly in the whole world could be saved. If the kind of judgment that the false prophets are saying out of their soul came upon the world, they wouldn't be saved because they don't even, they're not even living as new covenant Christians with springs and rivers coming out of their belly. They're like come Holy Spirit, God's out there in space flying around on Mars or something, you know? You know, he's out there in dead, cold space. They're still submitted to the fallen angels. They're a bunch of hypocrites. The whole soul realm is 100% hypocrisy. 
See, the truth is the spirit of truth burning through your heart. And no one can say in their soul, it's by something I did or I'm special. See, the, the throne of grace makes everyone equal according to how much you let him burn through your heart so that no soul can boast about works. It's all the throne of grace rising in our heart. Now you're going to glow, you're going to tell the truth more accurately, you'll be more confrontational to the law, you'll see all the apostolic growth of the Apostle Paul in your life as the throne of grace rises in your heart. I mean, you become as bold as a lion, you become as 100% accurate with the seven eyes of the vision of the great white eagle, you have all the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit and the nine overcomer gifts of Revelation 2 and 3, but you'll look nothing like these Pharisees in the charismatic church. I mean, you'll become the sons of God by internal manifestation and washing away everything that's in the world. Now, you can't overemphasize that because that's actually the switch from old covenant sorcery into new covenant righteousness. And I know very few of you are walking even in a small measure of it right now, so I'm gonna, it doesn't you know, bother me to repeat myself every day until you get it and start manifesting springs and rivers and become the manifesting sons of God by birthing the Lord Jesus through your hearts with seven torches constantly so I can come visit you in your cities and they be demon-free zones. Because you'll have the total outpouring of the rivers of fire of the Father's power which dissolves Mount Sinai from your regions. That's what will change the politics, change the schools. I mean, it will change every aspect of society that you've been hoping and praying for, like, out, for out there. Nope, it's going to come from within you. Christ in you. The hope of realizing the glory. Amen. Woo! Jesus only brought a holy place gospel, you guys. You know that? He never brought an inner court gospel. He never brought an outer court gospel. But the whole world is filled with an outer court gospel and an inner court gospel. And how many of y'all know that's not the real gospel? That is, I mean, you'd be lucky if God himself were to call that 5% of the gospel. You really haven't heard the gospel until you hear it from the throne and from the holy place. <laughs> the gospel of God can only be heard from the holy place. So I'm telling you, a billion Christians in the world right now that are already saved haven't even heard the full gospel. The sons of God will bring the roar and the seven thunders. The roaring and the seven thunders from the throne in perfect agape love and fire will be the full gospel. And this gospel has every healing in it. I mean, this the word of God is power. So this word will go forth and just destroy witchcraft. It will raise a standard everywhere and annihilate the persons of the wicked. It will melt the seven mountains with fervent heat. Yeah. The seven metal mountains in the book of Enoch, the seven mountains of the book of Revelation, you know. Sorry, Lance Walno, you're completely wrong. It's not something you conquer by climbing up. It's something you melt. Book of Enoch talks about it melting. They're metallic mountains. This is actually the separation from God in your hearts. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with Him along the way? The more your heart burns, the more those seven mountains are melted out of your hearts and you know God face to face inside your own body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Bam. So the more your heart burns, that's the metallic 
or the stony places of the heart, or the, the, the 6,000 years of all your bloodlines of ancestral DNA that's all crooked and wormy, and why you get sick, and why you're weak, and, and all the problems you have, and all the tendencies and familiars that you're drawn to, all of that gets burnt out of you by the seven torches of the Holy Ghost. That's the melting of the metal mountains. God didn't come to heal this world. He came to destroy it with fire and to birth a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Just like the grave clothes are burnt off of the Christian and they're altogether a different creature after salvation, so the whole earth will go through metamorphosis. And it's the overflow of the metamorphosis in our own souls by the seven torches burning in our own hearts that heals the world. And the leaves of this tree of life are for the healing of the nations. What is the tree of life? The Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit on earth through His people made perfect through what they've suffered. Amen. <laughs> we love you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we baptize our nations in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How do you baptize your nations with the tree of life? By letting the roots of David and the bright morning star burn you out of that body so that you only have Christ awareness, seven torch awareness, presence awareness. Pray without ceasing. How can I do that? First Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Because I practice the presence of God in an ever-increasing presence of His glory. By always eating His word into my belly. Always obeying His word. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. But how many of y'all know that the sacrifice of your heart is obedience to His throne until you're carried and controlled by the Holy Spirit, someone stronger than you? But the Holy Spirit will not violate your will if you want to be a stubborn goat and go to hell. He'll let you go to hell. He's let billions of people go to hell because they said no to Him. They've grieved, quenched, and resisted the spirit of burning. They've <laughs> grieved Him tremendously. I mean, look at how they've treated the prophets in this generation. I mean, they, they hate my guts to this day. Only a hundred people on the planet can watch this message because it's an abomination to them because they're so worldly. I mean, the situation is horrible, but this is how it was in the days of Saul and David, you know? Tolerating all the persons of the wicked, tolerating witchcraft, you know, tolerating the Philistines, not even fighting the Philistines. They were fighting David. Saul didn't even wage war against the enemies of Christ. He was waging war against God's anointed, which is exactly how these church Christians have been towards the real Joel's army. They're not fighting the wicked. You know, they've come up a doctor and saying there are no more demons and devils, and meanwhile they're having orgies and they're wife-swapping, and they're getting drunk on alcohol, and they're smoking weed. <laughs> they're doing all kinds of stupid rebellion, and, and the immorality is so bad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anytime you don't get real with Christ in your heart, you'll always go into some stupid idolatry and some real stupid immorality. My God, the things we've seen because of people hardening their heart towards going to the next degree of glory. Man, the school of hard knocks. When will we humble ourselves and just say yes to His burning, knowing that our God is good? He's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to heal us from the things that hurt us that we're holding on to. You know? We're killing ourselves like dead people, you know, holding on to all these ideas in our own soulish garbage that we haven't given up, which is just grave clothes. 
and when we can trust His fire to burn off all of our souls, then we'll start walking in clarity. We'll have mental clarity. We'll start walking in purity. We'll start walking in glory. But you're not going to walk in the glory without the fire. I myself will be a wall of fire around you and the glory within you, says the Lord. And the glory is only within you because of the fire that's burned through you, being refined seven times into pure gold, like silver refined in the crucible. I mean, that's the purification of your heart. And we want to look good in the soul realm and have it together and we're asking about signs and wonders and, you know, like what kind of magic arts can you do to a bunch of freaking Pharisees? Because that's what Babylon's into. That's what this whore of Babylon charismatic church is into. Don't water it down. This charismatic church is full-blown horror Babylon. Not even a little bit. Full-blown horror Babylon. Woo! The things I've seen, oh my, I mean, people come around and they, they don't even believe me how bad it is. They think I'm like a fanatic or something. I mean, whew, you're going to get carried off and go into captivity of Babylon and Jeremiah's going to mourn over you because you don't believe what's going on in the spirit world. You're just into the fluff and the soulishness. Hallelujah. God's been telling me this for, I don't know, 15 years or something now. He said, this Jeremiah calling on your life when... All of his friends and his brothers and family went into captivity in Babylon because they wouldn't repent. They wouldn't believe the word of the Lord. They wouldn't, they wouldn't obey God. And he said, but those that disobey this Jeremiah anointing, you know, and they continue to harden their hearts, they're not going into captivity to Babylon. They're already in Babylon. They're going into captivity into the lake of fire. Hell for eternity. That's what's at stake here. You can lose your salvation. You better believe it says it many times in the New Testament that the former state is worse than the, the latter state's worse than the former, having tread the blood of the Lamb underfoot. And there remains no more sacrifice for their sins if you get born again and then get bewitched and submit to the witchcraft and goes all the way into your spirit and Jezebel snuffs out your spirit and Jezebel and Elijah are, and Elijah are warring right now and, and all of the Christians and all of the communities and it's wheat, sheep and goat and it's just... Tremendous confusion and people are trying to be nice guys and, and not warrior guys and pat every goat on the back and it's just the biggest mess you've ever seen right now. The fire of God's going to come so severely through the sons of God like a roar and like seven thunders of Revelation 10, 3, and 4. And it's going to clear up the situation and you're going to be utterly startled and shocked of what is going to be revealed in all these people's hearts. Just like the Pharisees were the sons of Satan, you're gonna, it's going to be exposed that most of the itinerant ministers that you look up to in the charismatic church have not the interests of God in mind, but are selfish and actually the servants of the golden image, which is Satan, the servants of unrighteous mammon. Hallelujah. Ooh, it's going to get ugly. Judgment begins in the house of God, but it's a beautiful thing. And the more and more that the white throne rises in our heart and we just cling to His justice and His righteousness and His blazing throne of grace, the faster it can all just be burnt off into the lake of fire. And we're just going to continue to increase as Jezebel decreases in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We love you guys. We bless. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.